Oh my god! Oh my god. Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. Yes, we are live. Yes, hello. Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 95 and it is Tuesday. Oh damn. October 24, 2017. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Yeah! Yes, indeed. You have no idea the shit that we just went through for the past 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. 50 minutes, because Facebook want to be up, want to be all extra fancy and upgrade right now, so yeah. that's why we wasn't able to go live. It wouldn't let us go live, so we're yeah. sitting there going crazy. Victor wants to kill me right now. So. Yeah. Um, let, all right. Let me explain to you, people. Um, for the, for those of you who are just tuning in, uh, we're on Facebook Live. Uh, normally, we start our episodes at six six p.m. Right? And that's the time I promised. Yeah. Yeah. And I I set up everything. I had my streaming software ready. I went on Facebook Live. I clicked on the Go Live button, and for some reason, I kept getting this error message, which kept saying something went wrong, and you're not able to go live at this time. And then I hit okay. I'm like, oh, we did it like 15 times. Yeah, we did it like a total of 15 times. And in our desperation, uh, Carl decided to take some initiative. He took it upon himself to uh, Google search uh, Facebook Facebook's technical support number. Yeah, and yeah. he. Oh, yeah. oh I'm I'm the complete jackass. I'm owning it. Yes, I'm owning my shit. Yes, you must own this. I be- I owned it when we went through this. All right, this is what we did. Okay, so Carl, in his eagerness to help. He did a Google Google search for Facebook Live's tech support number, and he clicked on and he clicked on the very first number I that did. popped up on the search results, and he mm-hmm. dialed it. And as soon as and as soon as he dialed it, uh, some uh, gentleman, I believe, a, probably an Indian, one of the Indian gentlemen from the many call centers in India or the Philippines or wherever, uh, call uh, responded, and um, he asked us for some information. He asked uh, for uh, one of our names. And our email address, and I figured, okay, I should, we should, we go ahead, go ahead. And I figured, you know what? Okay, you know what? Let me give him my name and my email address, and, and go from there. And thankfully, that was all I gave him because as I was talking to him, as Carl handed me his iPhone, I was looking at the number on the screen, and I Googled it. And then the first thing that came came on the Facebook results when I Googled that number was scam alert. And then I clicked on that link, and it said that apparently that happens to be a scam number for hackers in India. So thanks, Carl. If I get if my if my if my motherfucking shit gets hacked, you're gonna pay for that motherfucker. You fuck. My bad. Yeah, you're <laughs> bad. You know what? No, I re- I really like. I was just like I said. Sometimes, sometimes I think without I just do shit without thinking. Yeah. So like, I, I've been like that all my life. So I just I, like I said. You know me. I'm passionate about this thing. Yes. I want to see it flourish. As, as do shit, I. If shit goes wrong, like I'm going to do what I got to do to help. Right. And so I just, boom, went to, I'm like, yo, boom. I just, mm-hmm. I acted on impulse. Yes, you did. And uh, and you know what? Like I said, I respect your eagerness. You I appreciate me? it. A little bit right, right now. now. Okay. A little bit right, right now. Let's, I respect that. I respect that. You know but let's see what transpires in the next 48 to 72 hours. If nothing happens to my system, I'll be okay. But if some shit goes down with my with my console, with my Facebook account or whatever, we know who to blame here. All right? So uh, in the words of Charlemagne the God, please give Carl Bird the donkey biggest, of the day. The, the biggest. Yeah. 
you gotta give me the biggest hee haw. I can't get to see the sweet sounds of the Hamiltones. You got the donkey of the day. Yeah. So yes, uh, Carl Bird gets the honorary donkey of the day uh, for for this episode. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, we are back. We are on Facebook Live. So the we. Late as fuck, but we do apologize, but we are here now. And for those of you who are joining us on the chat, we really appreciate your support and for taking your time out of your Tuesday evening to join us live as we get this shebang bang going. And uh, no, and for those of you who have the question in your minds, no, we did not choose to wear the same t-shirt. It's just a matter of coincidence. Huge coincidence. I'm like, like he opens the door and I'm like, the fuck? No, you got to change. <laughs> yeah, I was a I was a female. I was like, yo, you got to change. This yeah. ain't happening. Yeah, well, you know what? This is the first time I w- I'm I'm wearing this t-shirt. Big shouts to Steve the Turtle Whiner uh for for giving us these awesome Turtles in Time t-shirts uh back in uh August when we had you and uh, Yeah, cuz yeah, the um it was it, the SummerSlam. Yep, for the SummerSlam episode, him and Adrian Price. So, yeah. Shout out to Admin A. Yep. Yeah, and speaking of wrestling, we will get into TLC in, in just a few moments. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> and, and our main topic will be uh, the 100th episode of The Walking Dead, the season 8 premiere titled Mercy. And yes, yeah, speaking of 100, 100 episodes, the road to episode 100 for Codex Prime continues. Speaking of which, Carl... We have an announcement for later on in the show. Yes. Later on in the show, so y'all gotta, y'all gotta keep watching. Yes, we do. Yes, you do. So please stick stick around for that. Now, with all of that preamble out of the way, Mr. Bird, what have you been up to besides uh, giving information to hackers? Fucking up your life? Yeah. yeah. Well, this week this weekend was our... Um, damn it, I'm all like discombobulated right now. I'm still trying to share and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this weekend was our uh, quarterly Freddy Cup. I had mentioned uh, we have our Freddy Cup tournaments. You know, we've had them well a couple of, a couple of them before, mm-hmm. and uh, this one was actually the first real official tournament. Okay. Oh man! So we were play we were competing for a uh, championship trophy. Our the championship trophy is a um, a replica of the le- the sword from the Legend of Zelda. I forgot the name. What's the name? Oh, of the Master Sword. The Master Sword. Ah, well, okay, damn. Yeah. So yeah, and it had to be in. It had to be a game that none of us played. Okay. Before. So I mean I remember Freddie talking about us. Big shout outs to Freddie, by the way, who did our um our awesome logo. Mm-hmm. So um I'm sitting there talking to him like, yo, how can you figure out like we've all played video games? Like, how can you figure out like what game we've all never played? We've all played like different video games and we've all had different tastes. Like, which one do you think it is? He goes, Trust me. Trust me, nobody's ever played this. So mm-hmm. okay, we usually have um three you know three different TV screens. You know we have food, beer. Shout outs to Jen for making that delicious pool pot. Mm. That shit was amazing. It's better than mine. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Listen, I dabble a bit. <laughs> Dick. So, um, so we got down into some other fighting games as well as like a little, little warm up. You know for the for the game that Freddie has chosen. Mm-hmm. So um, we played some Street Fighter Two Turbo on the on the SNES Classic. Nice. 
Um, then we broke out to some rival schools for the PlayStation 1. Oh, it was dope. Yeah. I remember that game. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, broke it, of course. Um, broke into some Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I still got to get that game. Hmm. Um, then some Super, some Super Smash Brothers. I'm not a Smash Brothers player, but, you know, matches were intense. So, I mean, that was always fun. We even broke out the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighting game for Sega. Snow Snap. Really? Uh, tournament Fighters? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> we, was in, we, was in, yeah, we was going in. Mm. Of course, there was some Naruto going, and big shout-outs to Wilson and Furman. They um, they went into trench coat mafia mode and broke into some Magic the Gathering. Okay. It was just them two, but people, mm. you know, they were playing. So mm. by the time we um, got... By the time everybody who, who was participating got there, because everybody's late as fuck, the name of the game was Undernight in Birth. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yes, it's a bit. It's a video game. It's a fighting game based on the the Melty Blood manga series in mm-hmm. Japan. And the game is actually not released in the U.S. in North America yet. Really? And you guys? Yeah, it's already out in Japan. And you guys managed to get a copy of this game. Oh yeah, it took Freddie like two weeks to get it. Oh, so we got it imported? Yes. Oh, nice. So, I mean, like, half the, ga- like, half the game was written in Japanese. Another, the other half is in um, English. Mm. We had literally no idea. We was, we was taking wild guess just to, just to you know, select the icons. Mm-hmm. So, um, where was that yet? Yeah. Yeah, it was a 2D, it's a 2D fighting game. Very similar to probably, like, the... Like the Street Fighter games, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and I forgot the developers. I think it's the same developers that are making um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, oh, which oh. will be coming out January twenty seventh. Okay. Oh, I can't wait for that. You have a countdown for that? I'm 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 finna start one. Okay. I'm finna start one. If you, you finally started the Star Wars one last week, I did. Wait, how how far are we? Uh oh shit! I can't think of the days. It's got to be like fifty one. Yeah, probably. I'm taking a wild guess. Yeah. So we had a couple of. I can't. Yeah. I can't speak for everybody's favorite characters, but my favorite characters were Gordo and Akatsuke. I probably said it wrong, but mm. those are my two characters. And the most hated character was a character named Wallstein, who had these big ass gloves mm-hmm. and these big ass spike gloves. And whenever he would punch you, he would take up the entire screen. He was mm. a bullshit character. Ah, uh, cheapo. Yeah, yeah. And he had this grab. He had this grab move where it's like you couldn't duck. Mm. You couldn't duck it. You couldn't block it. And once he grabbed you, forget it. Mm. Like pretty much half your damage was to, half your damage was destroyed. Oh shit. So of course. Oh, and if you were following on my uh, Snapchat, I recorded the whole thing. Okay. Yep. So uh, the tur- the winner of the tournament. Was Furman. Oh, that bastard. Yes. And how did he win? By using that piece of shit of a character, Waldstein. Ah, uh, typical. Of course yeah, he would so, use a but cheating he, character. We, yeah, because he used that, we, he, that cheating ba- he used that cheating bastard. Mm-hmm. We decided to protest. Okay. We kneeled. Mm-hmm. We locked arms. <laughs> and we chanted, not our champion. Wow. Peaceful protest. <laughs> Okay. I there see. was no writing. Mm-hmm. 
So, Furman, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You are the first ever Freddy Cup champion. Wow. Well, uh, hashtag not our champion. Not our champion. Well, okay. Well, that well I highly do recommend. I don't know when the game's coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read on Wikipedia that it's coming. It's going to be coming out later on this year. Then I also heard when um, Freddie was telling us about the game that it won't be in the U.S. until like next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless of when it comes out, I urge you guys to get it. Mm. Like, despite you know getting an ass beat by this one cat, this one obnoxious character, this piece of shit character. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to Aris because he let it be known that that was a piece of shit character. Indeed. And Furman is known for picking piece of shit, pieces of shit characters. Well, you know, I mean, you got to pick somebody that's similar to your type, right, Furman? Ooh, shots fired. I like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but anyway, like, I definitely urge everybody to get this game, especially if you are very, if you are very much into fighting games. Like, we had, you know, despite the fact that we all lost the tournament, we had a blast. Okay. We had an absolute blast playing this game. We even played some after. We played some more after the tournament. I was mm. pretty much burnt out by then because I was so pissed. I was so pissed. Mm-hmm. So Furman, he was the first one to win the win the Master Sword. He's actually going to have his gamer tag engraved on it. Mm-hmm. Furman, you're still a piece of shit. All right. Well, that's awesome. So, so this Freddy Cup it was like a single elimination tournament type deal. Double. Double. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. And that's pretty much all I've been up to. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, as for me, um, I this past weekend, I traveled all the way down to Houston, Texas. Love Texas. Uh, Texas is it's a beautiful city. And uh, I went Texas there. Texas is a state. I mean, I mean, Houston is a beautiful city. Texas, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, I traveled there, and uh, the our good friend of the show uh, slash supervillain slash DC apologist John Haponic, and uh, his wife uh, Jessica, Jessica Concussion uh, Je- Jessica, uh, they both celebrated their one I year. Love her. I'm sorry to interrupt. I love her Instagram name. <laughs> yeah, uh, they both celebrated their one year wedding anniversary, and uh, they just invited all their. You know, family and friends down there, myself included, and it was a blast. I had an awesome time. I was there for three days, and I came back. I, I went. I flew down there uh, last Thursday, came back uh, to Providence uh, Sunday at midnight, and it was it was just an awesome time. And uh, the ceremony the ceremony itself was pretty cool. It was, was kind of like the uh, a geek version of a typical like you know wedding procession. So it was like they, they renewed their vows. No, what it was is like they they actually got married last year, but they did it at like City Hall, so oh, it was like no ceremony. Okay. So this year is like the wedding, what they call the wedding reenactment. So <laughs> it was like the actual ceremony, basically. Oh, okay. But they did it in like a in like a geek style with like different with like they read their vows and like with like various like geek references and whatnot. So it was it was pretty cool, you know, the, how it all Whole went down. Bunch of DC praising, wasn't it? No, surprisingly, no. There wasn't. Really? There wasn't any. There I were... remember coming across a on um, Jess's picture on her Instagram, where she had a shirt that said "I am not Groot." <laughs> well, or, we are not Groot. Well, I mean, Groot that, hating. I mean, I, I don't. I don't blame him for hating. Oh, baby Groot sucks. But anyway, uh, but yeah, it, it was it was really cool. Um, the 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 wedding and the reception was awesome, and also um, I I managed to um, you know 
go around the city of Houston. Uh, Houston is like a foodie's paradise. We went to a lot of great restaurants. Um, like, for example... Did you eat barbecue? Oh, yes. Um, well, like I, unhealthy barbecue? Well, like, I'm, I'm talking about you need to eat... You should have been eating something that's going to take like at least three years off your life. Oh, uh, no, nothing like that. Nothing that excessive. No. Oh, you're a piece of shit, then. How the hell do you go to Texas and not eat something like that? I had, I had a like, bar. Whenever I go out of town, I have to, to like eat. A I am. Whenever I go out of town, I have to eat something that's going to give me a case of something. Uh huh. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, I'm, unlike you, I'm, I happen to be discerning when it comes to my food and my health. Uh, so. So yes, I did have barbecue, but I had a. I went to this awesome place called the Burger Joint, and I had a kimchi uh, burger, which is like a Korean barbecue hamburger with a with a fried egg and some bacon, a little bit of mayo, and it tasted delicious as fuck, my friend. Mm. That's interesting. That's interesting. I probably wouldn't do it with the mayo, but it was a little bit of mayo. I could tolerate a little bit of mayo, but um, but yeah, that kimchi uh Korean barbecue uh, burger was mm tops yes the egg and bacon yeah you sold me on the bacon yeah like bacon makes the world go wrong oh yes it does yes it does i mean i yeah i went there i went to another tex-mex restaurant with like these giant stuffed peppers with chicken and cheese and like queso and and rice and jalapenos oh the jalapenos so lovely also um i went we went to this um this uh middle eastern restaurant nico nico's I had these Greek, uh, these Greek meatballs with uh, seasoned uh, potatoes and yellow rice, and the bakl- and the baklava was like this big giant piece. I expected like you know how you've you've had baklava, right? It's like it's like these little no, like I, I always wanted to try it though. Yeah, it's like these little and shawarma. Yeah, like baklava is like these little like bite sized um, snacks, mm-hmm. like very sweet. But the but I, I that was that was what I was expecting. But they gave me like this giant cake-sized piece of blakava and I was just sitting there staring at it because I was already full at that point but you know I was like you know what I'm in Texas you get sick yeah you, you gotta do it you big so well I didn't get sick but I did drop a lot of bombs in the toilet but I ate but I but I ate that piece of blakava giant as it was it was almost half the size of my head and I enjoyed it that's freaking huge though. it is but I ate it real quick so you know how I do uh, yo you eat like major pain I, I, I do not eat that you fast. Do. I don't. You do. I do not. I eat remember that. last year at Comic Con, which will be there mm-hmm. this year. Yep. Like we went out. We went to the yeah. We went to the mall. Just grab some stuff from the food court because I'm impatient when it comes to food. Sometimes, yep. especially that day. Mm-hmm. And like I look, I look at look up at you. We was talking, whatever. I'm eating. Take a few bites. Yo, your plate was halfway gone. Listen, man. Look, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I eat. I eat at a normal pace, just like the, just like any other person. All right. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe I was. was Maybe I was just really hungry that that day because we were we did a lot of walking around. But still, but still, you know, it 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 was awesome. I I did gain some weight uh, down there, but it was all worth it. I regret nothing because the food is so awesome. Um, and also, it's also it's a, it's a great fact that in Houston, at least, it still feels like summer down there. It's like eighty five degrees pretty oh, much every day. Oh, yeah. yeah, consistent weather, unlike up here in Rhode Island, where it's like cold in the morning, somewhat warm in the afternoon, and then back to freezing in the by midnight. Uh, tomorrow will be eighty degrees all day. Yup. Uh, climate change sucks. 
but uh but yeah, uh, had a great time in Houston. So big shouts to uh, John and, and Jessica Haponic for for an awesome uh, weekend. And I'm looking forward to going back there at some point in the future. And I will be doing more traveling uh, uh, as the months roll on as well. You know, more you know, just to change the pace because you know Rhode Island gets boring from time to time. Where the fuck you going? Oh, I, I have some plans. I have some destinations in mind. I do. Yeah, get it. Oh yeah, I I will get it. In fact. Uh, so yeah. Uh, besides that, um, I've just uh, just been chilling out. I did manage to catch the WWE uh, TLC pay per view, tables, ladders, and chairs. Um, I caught it uh, on Monday, so just yet, just yesterday afternoon. And you know what? It for me, it was a it was a pretty pretty cool event. It was it was pretty tight. It was actually one of the better pay per views this year, especially from Raw. Um, you've seen it too. I did. Yep. And I, did. Uh, I think I missed one match. I watched some. I watched some of it, like beforehand, and then because that was just a crazy Sunday night was insane. Like you had the Walking Dead mm-hmm. season premiere. Um, a lot of people were watching the Super Bowl rematch. I didn't watch it. Um, and then you had TLC. Yeah. So I'm like I'm watching I'm I'm at work I actually went into work early to watch The Walking Dead mm-hmm. I had my tablet on me had and I had like weak reception I work too I work too so like I couldn't really watch it that well yeah so I had to watch most of it the next day I just missed like the Jason the Jason Jordan beating Elias match yeah and it was probably basic it was. Like the whole the whole thing was like Elias was uh, trying to sing his uh, song, and Jason Jordan kept throwing throwing uh, like, vegetables at him. Yeah, and then just culminated in that match. Um, but yeah, the pay per view itself was cool. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Um, it began with uh, the debut of Asuka, finally her main roster debut. She was the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion, five hundred and twenty three days undefeated, and uh, she had a quality match against Emma. Emma actually stepped her game up, and yeah, you know. She, you- Kind of have to with Asuka. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you just can't do no, like, flim flamsy, dead regular-ass match. Like, she mm-hmm. brings an A-game. You oh, yeah. have to as well. Absolutely. And Asuka, you know, she definitely lived up to the hype. Um, the Minnesota crowd was hot, and uh, they definitely gave Asuka her props. And uh, it was it was a good match. Good showcase from Asuka and Emma as well. Emma shows how she's criminally underutilized in WWE. They need to do more with her. They need to do more with a lot of people, so that's yeah. not even going there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, awesome awesome showcase from Asuka. We'll definitely see more of her. Um, now that she is on the Raw women's roster, uh, the NXT and SmackDown women's rosters have become safe places. So, Alexa Bliss, your days are numbered as champion. Uh, then we had another match. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan uh, defeated Gentleman Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick in a tag team match. I've been like in and out of that. I was in and out of that one. It was a, it was actually a good match. It was a good tag team match. Uh, Alexander and Swan got over. Uh, Gentleman Jack Gallagher. I mean, I do like his style um, as uh, his old school technical British wrestling. Although he's got to be sweating up a storm every time he wrestles. I mean, how are you gonna wrestle in like a full Burberry like suit vest and slacks and you, you dress shoes? You, you can do it. My only thing is like wrestling without knee pads. Mm. That shit hurts. Oh, I can imagine. Like I see these people. I see guys like Drew Gulak. Ric Flair always wore his like knee pads like under his knees, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, how could y'all do that? Like I can yeah. go without elbow pads. Like that's that you know that was fine with me, but with, mm-hmm. with knee pads, I don't know how they. Do, I don't know how they can do that. Yeah, 
because that canvas is hard. And yeah, it's and, like, and, and, and like the, the it'll burn you. Mm. Oh yeah, oof. Especially if you do like a slide. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> That's when I realized I needed to invest in in, in knee pads. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good quality a cruiserweight tag team match. Then you had a, a very good Raw Women's Championship match with Alexa Bliss defending her title against Mickey James. Yeah, that was pretty big. That was. Uh, Mickey, she's never lost it. I mean, she's still in top form. Alexa, I'm still in love with her. Oh, hey, you traveled like mad miles just to see her, right? I went to Connecticut. Mm. Yeah, autograph signing? Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, Mickey James, man, she still has what it takes. And Alexa Bliss, she shows why she is the champ. I mean, she's definitely stepped her game up considerably since since her NXT days and she she plays a really good heel. She does. Yeah. She kind of like has that little Harley Quinn-esque thing going oh, on. Oh yeah, she's a complete ripoff of Harley Quinn. Oh yeah. Mm. But uh but yeah, that was that was a good match. Um uh and and speaking of the women's match real quick or or the women's division, uh Mickey James and and Alexa Bliss, they definitely deserved their spots on the card. You know what? You want, you want to know who doesn't deserve their spot on the card in the women's division? Nia Jax. And I'm gonna. She, t- she, she's gone for right now, so just. I'm gonna tell you some slack. I'm gonna tell you why. Because Nia Jax, while she still has potential, I mean, I read, I read in, in the in some wrestling news that she was actually, you know, dissatisfied with her placement on the card, and that she actually used her cousin Dwayne the Rock Johnson as leverage. To kind of boost her standing on the card and to make a little bit more money. Who else didn't? But, Who hasn't did it? But Who here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people have done that. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I, I, I think, I think, nice. I think, I think, I think that's out of line with her because really, I mean, yeah, yeah. She, she can use her cousin as leverage. But besides her, it, didn't a the, lot of these. That doesn't, that doesn't, that, that doesn't make it okay, Carl. That's how they got in there. That doesn't make There's it okay, Carl. People, like that, a lot, can a lot I finish people, my thought? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, a lot of people have done that. Here's the Orton thing. Orton specifically, Bob Orton just said, he, even um, Orton said, if you watch the uh, Most Powerful Families of Wrestling mm-hmm. uh, documentary, it's on the network, um, to Orton was saying, like, hey, you know, I kind of had it pretty hard, you know, going into OVW because, which was the developmental system at the time. Yeah. He was just saying, like, because, you know, you had guys like, you know, CM Punk was there, Brock, um, Batista, who really, like, you know they had to. You know they really had to grind. Mm-hmm. You know through the you know through the indies, not so much Batista, but you know, but through the indies to you know get their thing. And then, hey, Dad, can you call the WWE? He called them, and next thing you know, he was in OVW. So like, mm-hmm. a lot of them, a lot of them have done that. Right, but the the, the difference is with or- in Orton's case, at least he's good. Boring, but good. I think. No, you like know what his, it is? Or, or it is because like we're we've seen him for so long. Yeah. They need so much of a change, but he's still like because of all what he's already like accomplished and stuff, he's already mm-hmm. he's just well established. Yeah. And they just don't really have much to do with him. Mm-hmm. Like he was just feuding with Rusev. By the way, speaking of Rusev, did you yeah. see the Rusev coming out with the Usos at a house show over the weekend? No, I didn't see that. That was pretty dope. I, I thought it was pretty dope. Like the Usos were going against um the New Day again, mm-hmm. which I thought was dead, but yeah, it's a house show. I guess it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So they brought up a third a third character, and next thing I mean a third ta- um tag team partner, and it was Rusev, and Rusev was just dressed up like the Usos, mm. and I was like, you know, that's kind of dope. Mm. I can see that they can kind of prolong the feud a little bit with Rusev in the mix somehow. 
I think the or a one off. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you know. I'm glad it's gonna take a break now with the um, with the the brand brand versus brand. Yeah. That's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, the of oh, Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. For Survivor Series, they kind of tend they have tendencies to do that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, because it's kind of more I want to get into. You want to finish off the card first? Yeah. Yeah, I'll finish off the card. Go ahead. Yeah, but but real but real quick, as I was trying to finish my thought earlier, uh, Nia Jax, yeah, she may have the leverage to use Dwayne the Rock Johnson as her cousin to you know try to try to influence her standing on the card. But two years in, two years since her debut, she has not really impressed me that much. Show show some personality. Show show a little rage in her wrestling yeah, ability. To, you know, yeah, she's supposed to be like the big dominant figure. She's supposed to be like the Braun Strowman. Of the women's division. Yeah. They're just not booking her that way. No. I think if they booked her the right way, you wouldn't be saying this. Yeah, probably. But um, but yeah, she's yet to really make any waves like creatively. But but yeah, but yeah, that's 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 what I wanted to say. I mean, like, if you don't have that much talent and you're using people as leverage, I don't really respect you for that. That's what that's all that's all I was trying to get at. Um we then uh, speaking of speaking of un speaking of you know unrespectable things the human ashtray the human trash can enzo amore regained the meaningless and irrelevant wwe cruiserweight championship in his nothing match against kalisto this match sucked as all enzo amore matches do uh amore hit kalisto with a thumb thumb to the eye hit him with the jordenzo a signature or eat defeat Pinned him one, two, three, and regained his belt. So Enzo Amore is now the two-time yes. WWE Cruiserweight Championship champion in an otherwise dead and irrelevant division. Sorry, the division sucks. No, they had they had a dope five-on-five last night. That was do- like. Well, ooh. Enzo was in it, right? Yeah, it was Enzo and his crew: Drew Gulak, um, Tony Nese, Arya Davari, and uh, a couple of. Other guys, I can't think of them all. Yeah, but then they were going against Grand Metal League, Kalisto, said Rich Swan, and Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Yo, that match was actually pretty dope. Okay, I mean, with Enzo in the mix, I don't know how dope it could be, but oh, everybody carried Enzo. Just, all right, everybody carried Enzo. Yeah, like if you take if you like just don't focus on Enzo mm-hmm. and just focus on everybody else, they really pulled off a dope match last night. All right, I'll take your word for it. I'll, I might get around to, to seeing it for myself. But yeah, uh, Enzo sucks. The Cruiserweight title means nothing. Coming from somebody the, who one time called himself Victor Amore. <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, I, I won't lie. I did enjoy his his shtick with Big Cass because he was a good hype man. But he sucks as a wrestler. Yeah, I agree. And when you have a shitty wrestler like Enzo Amore... Being a a two time champion in an otherwise irrelevant division because it was made that way, not because of the talent, but because it was booked that way, then it's like you know what? Who cares? I f- fuck the cruiserweight division, and I'm and and I and I and I hate saying that because no disrespect to the talent involved except for Enzo, but the way it's booked sucks. The I mean, it's 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 a dead division. I don't care how I don't care how much how. How many times are they going to try to make Enzo the face because he's because of his mic skills and because he moves a bunch of merchandise? The, the division is dead. It's a zombie. It's a zombie that needs to be that needs to have a bullet placed in his brain so it can so it can you know not live to see another day anymore. The cruiserweight division needs to die. 
it's it, 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 straight up. It does. It's, it's useless. It's a waste of fucking time. Enzo Amore as champion is a waste of fucking time in space. Send the cruiserweight division. Send the cruiserweights back to full sail. And, and, and let them be a part of NXT or let them have their own show. But on the main roster, they're all floundering. And it's all because of Vince McMahon. Because Vince McMahon is the fucking worst when it comes to the cruiserweights. And rant over. That's all I got to say. Uh, speaking of something, that, but, but here's something that did make me feel better. And this, was, to, this to me was my favorite match of the night. Now I'm getting, now I'm getting the comments. All right. Um, as you oh, scro- there's a lot. I'm not reading. Okay. All right. Wait, Fremen wants to call is that giant German woman champ yet? Gosh, she's hot. <laughs> Furman has a crush on um, Jazzy Gabear. Jazzy Gabear. Oh, um, I don't think I don't, is she signed to WWE. Yeah, she signed. Oh, good. Yeah, awesome. We need to see more of her. Um, but what I was saying, a match, a match that did make me feel better, and that made me wash the stink, the taste of the cruiserweight divisions, uh, wash the stink of the cruiserweight division out of my mouth, was Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, the battle of the Bullet Club leaders. And this was a quality match, and you know what? Thank goodness for oh, Matt- a lot of people. Say, uh, I'm already looking at the as I'm looking at the um, at the comments. They were saying match of the year. I wouldn't go so far as to say match of the year. I say it's a candidate. I mean, the year's not over yet. Yeah, I'll say it's a nominee. Um, but I will say that with with Balor and AJ Styles, that was a great match. Uh, Finn Balor won with the coup de gras. Um, thank goodness for meningitis because thanks to meningitis, we did not, we were spared another useless Finn Balor Bray Wyatt match. Um, but uh, there's only one thing I'm really like disappointed about with that. What's that? Because remember, it's supposed to be the demon versus sister Abigail. I was so curious to see how they were going to do that. You know, (laughs) you cannot tell me like, like how, like, it was just like, okay, sister Abigail, like, what were they going to do with this? I like, think it was gonna be like like some Norman Bates psycho shit with like Balor, I mean, not Balor, like Bray Wyatt dressed in drag as Sister Abigail. Which, oh my god, you know, out of morbid curiosity, I would have liked to have seen exactly, how that. exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But you know what? I think I think uh, meningitis spared us that. So thank goodness for that disease. Uh, so. Um, get well soon, Bray Wyatt. But uh, yeah, Balor and Styles was a great match. Um, I hope to see more of more matches between the two. They can build up that Bullet Club mystique between the two uh, somehow. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're gonna build. Oh, trust me, they're gonna build it. Oh yeah. Why? Because we want to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, at least let me say, let me rephrase that. They will try to build it. Yeah, and. Uh, Vince will shut it down somehow, some way. Yeah, because Vince is going to be Vince. And we mentioned Jordan versus Elias. And then we had the main event, the five-on-three handicap match with uh, the return of Kurt Angle uh, teaming up with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus The Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Kane. This was this match went on for like 45, 50, 50 minutes long, and it was overbooked to hell, but it was quite enjoyable all throughout. Uh, it was great seeing Kurt Angle hit the the hat trick German suplexes uh, three in a row, hit the Olympic Slam, hit, put it put uh, put somebody in the ankle lock. I think it was Kane. Um, hit hit the ankle lock. You know, Kurt Angle has not lost a step, and this 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 was his first. Now it kind of looked like I saw an interesting meme that kind of pointed it out. It was like we expected to see um, Olympic gold medalist, you know, the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. 
Instead, we got Seth and Dean's dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they gave him the flak jacket. It's just, it's just kind of like, I think, I didn't think Angle was quite ready yet. I thought he was. I mean, mind you, like, this was his like, first time. Like, he can still go, but it seems like you he had some, he had some of that ring rust. Well, yeah. I he, saw some ring rust, and I think, because it was, from what I heard, that he was, like, planning something for, um, for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, these circumstances where they just, he's like, it's like he just said, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, because Roman Reigns was replaced by Kurt Angle because I think Roman Reigns also got he sick. He got the... Meningitis. I saw a funny meme where it just said, um, it was a picture of Enzo Murray smiling. And it said, mm-hmm. while well, everybody in the locker room's getting sick, but you remember they kicked you out the locker room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Enzo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you know it was enjoyable seeing Kurt Angle back in a WWE ring after eleven years. Um, it was overbooked to hell. You had Kane and Strowman, two big men, the the monster versus the, the demon. And there was a point where Kane like pulled on one of the, the 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 prop chairs from the staging area, and it fell, collapsed all collapsed on top of Braun Strowman's head. Right, this was right after Kane chokeslammed him through the stage. And then, like like something out of a monster movie, Braun Strowman still got up, and they all managed to stuff him in a garbage, garbage truck. Can. Yo, they trying to kill Braun. Yeah, it was like murder on national TV. Yo, they they have convict. <laughs> yeah, first of all, the WWE. If it wasn't staged, and all, they would everybody would be in jail Egg, for real. Stone Cold would have been locked up. Yup, Rikishi would have been locked up for running him over. Exactly. <laughs> like Roman, Roman would have been locked up. Like they. Mm-hmm commit so many crimes i seen so, i seen something where it was like a youtube video where they just like highlighted a lot of those crazy those crazy stunts that they did and yeah. they put they put the crimes that were that were with it mm-hmm. yo it was actually pretty hilarious i'm like damn they get away with murder they certainly do literally <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah uh you know, as silly as the main event did get as in spots at the end uh angle ambrose and rollins did prevail and uh, and the crowd went home happy. It was it was really cool seeing Angle back in the mix. It was. And uh, who knows? We'll see him. We'll see him back. You know, unlike some other wrestlers, Kurt Angle has not lost a step. Uh, at forty eight years old, he still has the juice. You know, so he's still not bro- broken down, washed up. You know, p- over the hill past his prime. Should have retired ten years ago, like some people. No, no. You know, no, because at forty eight, Undertaker. I know you're trying to start, <laughs> throw some shots. At forty eight years old. Undertaker was still putting on some A, A some A plus matches. In I late forties, WrestleMania twenty five and twenty six. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, WrestleMania is twenty five through twenty nine. Well, were all were all good matches. Okay, well we had his, his two with Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. the one with Triple H at WrestleMania twenty seven. That was okay. That was all right. That WrestleMania wasn't even that great. It really wasn't. So like that pretty much was the best match of that night. Yeah. But his match with uh with and Triple H at twenty eight at twenty eight in the Hell in a Cell that yeah, was the end of an era which he should have retired then yeah yeah he really should have yeah the one with CM Punk was good yep his last great match yeah and then of course the concussed you know end of the streak mm-hmm. and then thirty one tune up match yeah Just to say hey I can you know I'm yeah. okay yep and then thirty two that match kind of stole the ma- stole the night too. Yeah, I mean, it was building up to Shane jumping off the cage, you know, the his elbow drop which he missed. But uh but yeah, you know, 
Uh, I mean, that was fine. And then uh, WrestleMania then the, 33. Then the retirement match. Yeah. yeah. Although I heard rumors that that, might not, be, him too. that might not be his retirement. Yeah. I want it to be the retirement because I like the way he went out. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like... You, it's like it's like when Ric Flair retired. Mm-hmm. Like they gave him this great send off. Mm-hmm. Like leave at that. Yeah. But yeah, he still went to wrestle like one more time after that. Oh yeah, in TNA. That wasn't even TNA. It was some Hulk Hogan booked match. Yeah, it was like some kind of like Legends of Wrestling show. Yeah, something to that effect. I'm like, dude, you just kind of ruined that. And he would yeah. even and he was even adamant, adamant at that time saying. I don't. I don't want to go back to wrestling because I love the send off that the WWE gave me. Yeah, you know what I mean, Shawn Michaels got a great send off. Yeah, he did, and he, and he has. He, he hasn't. No, he stayed retired. Yeah. yeah. Even though we're kind of pissed off now because AJ Styles is in there, and now everybody wants to see AJ versus HBK. Uh, let's. We'll we'll save that for like the video games, you know. Oh yeah, it's definitely stayed for the video games. I don't know yeah. why the comments don't really pop up like that. Mm. But uh, but yeah. Oh, I know you mentioned something earlier about the uh, Raw versus SmackDown that you wanted to. Oh, building up for Survivor Series. Yeah, so that's going to be Survivor Series, a four-hour main event next month. And uh, speaking of Survivor Series, that's where I'm going to have a uh, Wildman Congo, Mike Medina, joining us. Uh, to give us a review of 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 said event from an indie wrestler's point of view, and of yep. course. Admin A, Adrian Price, mm-hmm. be back. Yep. Um, and He's been hitting me up. He's been wanting to come back since that last time. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, the main the, one of the main events for Survivor Series, which I think is laughable as hell, is Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal. That's where I wanted to get into. Like, dude. As a matter of fact, no. Please. Please let it happen. Mm. Brock, destroy him. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I will be okay with just watching 16 German suplexes in a row. Me too, actually. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you can you picture Jinder Mahal hitting his terrible finisher, the Coloss, on Lesnar? Please let <laughs> Lesnar be like, what? Just no-sell that. Please. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Paul Heyman's character. Paul Heyman, like, laid a nice promo, too, at the beginning of Raw. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, where he where he he mentioned something to the effect of how the WWE Championship was held by great men in the past, like Hogan, Flair, Savage, etc. But now it's held with by Jinder Mahal, and then like Paul Heyman made the point where, and I'm paraphrasing here 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 where he said that um all the all the wrestlers that that challenged Lesnar in the past they were all worthy of challenging the Beast. And and Paul Heyman never buried them on the microphone. Paul Heyman always gave Lesnar's opponents their props, their due respect. But when it came to Jinder Mahal, he can't give him his due respect because he's just a joke and he's just, you know, basically uh, a consolation champion that SmackDown got because SmackDown got the short end of the stick in the draft, which is all true, kayfabe or not. I mean, because Jinder Mahal, I'm sorry, he might be a cool-ass dude in real life. And, and, you know, and, you know, his fitness game may be on point, but that doesn't mean that, you're a, that you have what it takes to be a champion. I mean, I got to say, and this without hyperbole, Jinder Mahal is the most irrelevant WWE champion that we've had in history. Think back. Think back to who, who, who besides Mahal, who was the last champion before him that was completely useless as WWE champion? Like somebody who's like, man, you really don't deserve this title. Okay, well, 
I was gonna say the Miz. Miz was more of a transitional champion at okay. that time. Yeah. Um, Bray Wyatt also was transitional. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm really trying. I'm really thinking back. Yeah. Um, Iron Sheik was pretty gritty. Yeah, he was. He was a good heel. Yeah, especially around that time. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter, maybe? No, because at that time the whole Gulf War thing was happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I'll say like with in defense of the Yokozuna. No, I think he was an effective heel at the time. I mean, he carried. He was a. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I remember I was scared of shit when he sat on Jim Duggan's chest and he started bleeding. Oh yeah. His mouth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. I will say that in defense of the Miz and Bray Wyatt, like Bray Wyatt, at least he does have you know great mic skills, you know to back up to back him up, and then the Miz, you know he actually, you know, he's actually he's actually come a long way since then. Oh, um, Miz is the top heel in the game. He's the top full time heel. Oh yeah, like the he's like definitely in his best phase of his career. He's literally carrying Raw. That's I'll say. I so. would say he is. I'll say so. Yeah, I won't argue with that. Yeah, because like, because Lesnar's not even there most of the time. So, yeah, I mean, besides, yeah, I, I gotta say, yeah, Jinder Mahal is definitely the most useless WWE champion, and I he's made that title so irrelevant that the Universal Championship, as that that ugly giant bejeweled, it's re- literally fruit, just a red, red. It's the red, it's a red fruit roll up. Yeah, it's a red fruit roll up. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. made he's made that championship. Yeah, it really does look like a red fruit roller. Yeah, he's made that championship, you know, gr- you know, relevant. Nah, Lesnar needs to lose it somehow, some way, like the same way he lost it to Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. Mm-hmm. And Miz needs to cat Miz needs that belt. You know what? I, I will say this. I would I would be in full support of a Miz Universal Championship reign. Um, but you know, Vince McMahon is dead set on WrestleMania 34's main event being Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And you know what? I'm sorry. I mean, hey, I got nothing against Roman Reigns. He is, he does have talent, but he's not the guy. I'm sorry, Vince. He's not. And you know what? I'll say this. Say, no, you want, you know, I want you to save this argument mm-hmm. for when we have Adrian back. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I got some. All right, all right. I, I, save, I cannot wait. Save that for Adrian. I cannot wait because you know what, Adrian. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's in the comments or if he's watching. I can't even tell. Like the yeah. comments are just acting real weird right now. Huh. Comments just froze. Huh. Seems kind of weird. Maybe try to refresh it. Yeah, but I gotta say, uh, Adrian, I appreciate your passion, and it was great having you on the episode. But I gotta say, looking back at that episode, you kind of strike me as like a Roman Reigns apologist. I want to know. How I want to know how I too can get on the WWE payroll because yo, you seem to be Roman Reigns' cheerleader, but in spite of the evidence that he is not the guy. So when when we have you back on the show, we will have a debate on on whether or not Roman Reigns is the guy. Right. Mind you, I'm gonna win that debate. So just be just just be just be prepared prepared to take the L. Somebody okay, somebody, we're gonna have a regular old Skip and Shannon, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, Skip. Skip Bayless and uh, Shannon Sharp. Oh yeah, the two sports guys, right? Yeah, stop saying sports guys. You know damn. I really don't know who they are. You know who they are. I mean, I mean, I don't watch football or whatever it's called. I mean, concussion bowl, whatever it's called. You know, it's called football. 
Yeah. Stop acting all side. See, there you go. Acting all bougie and I'm shit not, again. I'm not acting bougie. It's called the concussion bowl, right? No. Or CTE bowl, whatever it's called. See, now you, see, you know what it's called. You know what it's called. I mean, uh, speaking of football, did the Patriots lose again? No, nah, they won. Shit. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Yeah, they won. They won. Five and, five and two? Five and two? Yeah. Well, they, they need a little more L's in that column. Yeah. I'm not getting into that because I'm so done arguing with Patriots fans. I'm so done. Yeah, you know, Patriots fans are sore winners, like like just so arrogant with uh with their team success, and it's like, dude, shut up. It's like I mean, yeah, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll leave football to you too to all the, you know, beer drinking, popcorn munching, nacho eating, mouth breathers of the world. That's your, that's y'all sport. But anyway, let's get into some other stuff. Um. What else? What else is on the agenda, my friend? Um, well, I will. I will say this: it's, it's been a, it's been a slow news week, so there haven't been much in the way of headlines. But there is there are a couple of things that you know that I wanted to touch on. It's hot as hell in here. Um, it is hot as hell, but it's too cold. To, it's not. It's not warm enough for an AC. Yeah. If you want, you can turn on the uh, the ceiling fan back there. Know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, there was there was one uh news headline uh, in in the world of video games that I wanted to touch on briefly, and that was EA Games shutting down Visceral Games. Uh, Visceral Visceral Games, they're they're responsible for the Dead Space series as well as uh James Bond Everything or Nothing, that uh, PS2 uh James Bond game, which was really good back back then. Um, I think this absolutely sucks that EA is is you know. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like they're like a parasite. They're just you know taking over all of these uh, all of these smaller developers who have made such great games in the past. And yet EA, they're becoming like this big, big microtransaction Ponzi scheme monolith, where they're just shutting down, stifling the creativity of all these developers. Bioware, especially. I mean, because Mass Effect Andromeda was pretty disappointing from what I've seen, and uh, you know they're. They having fun with it on up, up, down, down. Hashtag probing shake. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, because they have a. I mean, it's 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 easy to have fun with a game when you're getting paid to sponsor it. But uh, and, and that's no shade to Xavier Woods because you know up up, up up down down up up down down is a great YouTube channel. It's one of my faves. Oh yeah, yeah. they they started their they started their Madden 18 tournament. Oh, I see. Yeah. So yeah, Visceral Games. You know what? Again, another casualty in the long list of developers that EA has bought and shut down over the years, like Westwood Studios, Maxim, um, and I'm sure there's a bunch of others. I'm, I'm blanking out on their names, but man, I, I think this is a this is just really sad because like this whole this whole like giant like AAA developers in video games has gone out of control. I mean, I I don't want to I, I don't want there to be a uh, I don't want the games industry to get to a point where you have EA basically taking over like more than half of the games industry and then you then we end up with like non-creative games where it's just full of like shitty multiplayer and microtransactions up the ass, man. We we can't we cannot have we cannot have those days happen. I haven't did not read into the article, so No, look it up. Like if you go on YouTube, there's pl- plenty of commentary on there on there. And you know what? And and last thing I will say about this issue um this is part of the problem that a lot of gamers have fed into unwittingly or otherwise it started it started with pre-orders oh my god when when you pre-order games that aren't even I got even, my guaranteed copy you know, so I, I pre-ordered Dragon Ball 
you know, I'm going to laugh my ass off if that game turns out to be a disappointing piece of shit. I cannot wait. I, I oh, Dragon man. Ball is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. I, I, I cannot wait if that game just disappoints you guys. And then, like, and then like to, to rationalize your purchase, to, to stave off your buyer's remorse, you're going to sit here and be like, the game's all right. It, it's got some good no, things, we've been, good uh, we've been pretty. We've been pretty honest. If you remember back when Aris brought his Street Fighter V and he was livid. And Aris is one of the, the biggest Street Fighter V Street Fighter fans I know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But you know what? I'm going to say this. Like I said, it started with pre-orders, right? And then it started with game companies like Capcom putting out incomplete versions of their games. Like Capcom had some brass balls to put out Street Fighter V when it first came out in its in- incomplete state with just a versus mode, no story mode, no campaign mode, nothing. Just a basic one-on-one online multiplayer and then they added on to it as the months went on but you mean to tell me that you had to pay 60 bucks for an incomplete ass game that takes some balls and you know what that takes that takes some outright greed and 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 impatience and flat-out stupidity of gamers that are willing to plunk down their money to these big triple-a developers because when they see that you're gonna that you're gonna spend money for games that aren't even finished, that's how they get away with all this shit. That's how they get away with buying up smaller developers and stifling their creativity. That's how you get away with shit like pre-orders and microtransactions and loot boxes and whatnot. If you support all of this as a gamer, you are part of the problem. Don't put all the blame on these big ass developers. The reason why the game industry is dying a slow death, you gotta put. You're culpable for for you gamers that 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 feed into this trans microtransaction pre order crap. You're feeding into it, and I don't like it. Hashtag save the games industry. Hashtag stop pre ordering games. Hashtag stop supporting microtransactions. Hashtag stop supporting loot boxes. There, that's all I gotta say. Congo, it's we said the twenty first. I believe I'll inbox you about about the Survivor series. Yeah. Yeah, he asked when when he, when is it again so you can get his so he can clear his schedule for us. Okay. We'll so do. Uh, I guess we're gonna move on to the main event of today's episode. Yes, we have the main event. Uh our topic today is uh the Walking Dead season eight premiere titled Mercy, which is their one hundredth episode. It's a milestone. Love it or hate the series or not, you know, it's a, it is a milestone. It's I mean, of, a, of a huge hit show, it is. But for how long? It's pretty, it's pretty iconic. I can I'll I'll say along with you that the the formula is growing stale. Oh, it's been stale. Yes, yeah, season seven. Like yeah. like I said, I the formula is great season premiere mm-hmm. filler, then a great mid season premiere. So now we're still you know we're left hanging. Like yo, okay, oh, I gotta wait a couple. I gotta wait. From December till no till February for the you know for the next episode what's gonna happen what's gonna happen mm-hmm. then it, then February comes usually after Super Bowl yep oh we got a great mid season premiere yeah filler mm-hmm. then a great season finale yeah then we have to wait until the next season ends yeah um. I mean that was I mean I will say that that formula has been true for for a time 
But looking back on season seven and looking at this season premiere, I think that formula is actually a little bit broken now because uh, I'll say this, season, the season seven finale, I wasn't really feeling it. I, w- I mean, I mean, sure, there was a shocking moment with, with when Sasha, you know, committed suicide and then tur- turned into a walker and tried to kill Negan. You know, big ups to San Diego Martin Green, you know, getting that Star Trek role. Yes. I heard that show's really good, actually. Uh, yeah, I went, to a, I went to a birthday brunch yesterday and they were really jonesing about it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's on CBS's uh, all-access uh, streaming service. So I don't know if you can find it on Hulu, but I'll I'll look into it. But that's one. That's what I, I've never been a Star Trek fan, but that's a show that I really want to give it give a chance. Um, but yeah, uh, Walking Dead season eight. Uh, what did you think of the this episode, this season premiere? It was all right. I yeah. wouldn't comp- I wouldn't compare it to season seven's premiere. Mm. But uh, I mean, it it had its moments. You know, like I remember seeing the trailer and I'm like, why am I seeing Rick with a beard mm-hmm. waking up? Yeah. It was sort of like a, a, a flash forward. I mean, like... It was more like a vision because I, I was at work watching it, so I yeah. couldn't really like sit down and watch the talking there, I, you know, but, you know, when they discussed the episode. But I came across when... um, Oh, my God. What's Michonne's... Denai Guerra. Yeah, I can never pronounce her name right. Yeah, but she was talking about it was like Rick was having like these visions of like an actual like normal life. Yeah, like like at the end of um the season one premiere where he had that vision of um everybody sitting on a table having dinner and yet you still see Glenn. with the you know with him and Maggie's baby and then you see Abraham there. Everybody was just you know. Rejoicing, fellowshipping, and everything. So it was yep. like, it, so that whole situation was like one of, um, like one of Rick's visions. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of felt like like a future that Rick is envisioning for himself and his family, yeah. like his whole his whole group. Um, like an older Rick, like he's has gray hair and beard. He's walking around with a cane. cane. Yeah, and then like he goes outside, and, and the place looks. It looks like. It basically looks like the pre-zombie apocalypse. Pre-zombie, yeah. like it was like fresh cut, freshly cut lawns, bright skies, and like people just like establishing practically like a farmers market on the street. Yeah. It, it was like, huh? I don't know if it's like a flash forward or or like something that Rick wants to like a, a, like, goal a goal, that, like, like a goal, like a goal. Yeah, yeah. And um, one thing I can say: Did you not notice that Baby Judas have has pulled a little Nikki from the Fresh Prince? <laughs> Yo, that's like she just. I'm like. I, th- I that was my exact thinking, yeah. Like she's she's grown, yeah. Like she was just in- within one season, yeah. And technically, if you look on the Walking Dead timeline, mm-hmm. she was just a baby two days ago. For real, she was like a newborn practically, and like she looks like she's like three, three, yeah. So, like, if anything, the real Judas gotta be like seven. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like six or. Yeah, about seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the actress? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But um, that sounds about right. But yeah, that unless it's unless like there was like a lull where they had like it took a year off. But even then, it's like a baby would not grow that fast not in that a year. Fast. Like I see kids, I'm like, wow, they got great. You know, they got big pretty fast. But I mean, damn. Mm-hmm. That was literally just like little Nicky from The Fresh Prince. <laughs> he was like one season, he was a baby. Yeah. And then the next season, he's five. 
I know. Yeah, that's I think I don't know if that's like an oversight from the narration, but yeah, that that was a little janky. Yeah, for for sure. I just kind of laughed at it and just kind of kept trying to catch on with the story. Mm. Yeah, and and uh with the, and with and with the flash forward too, like not only with Rick's vision of him as an old man, but there was another one. Like I, I don't I don't think it was an, a vision, but I think it was like an actual flash forward, like something that's gonna happen in the future. Like it was like just close ups of Rick's eyes, and he looks all bloodshot and disheveled, and he's like muttering to himself, like "Oh, I showed mercy" or something like that. Something to that effect. Oh yeah, that yeah that kind of confused me too. Like I said, I wish I could would have been able to just sit down and watch and watch the talking get talking dead where I can get like a better um like a better understanding of the episode. Like, yeah, I, think, I could probably like. Go to AMC on demand and watch. Yeah, catch Talking Dead. I don't know if they get. Um, it. like, do you have a Verizon FiOS? No. Ah, uh, I was I was I was gonna say because if you have FiOS, if you have, you can just go on on demand and they save yeah. the episodes for like a few days. But I think you can go on the AMC's website too and watch it. Oh yeah, I'm pretty possibly. sure. Yeah, but yeah, like that that kind of raised a question mark. Like, I don't know with those with those flash forwards of his face and close up with his crazy eyes all bloodshot. I don't know if that's like. Maybe the maybe the season's working towards like that moment where maybe he did something extremely terrible or like maybe he lost more than more than a few people. Speaking of know. terrible, now I've been saying this for the past few seasons. Yeah. And I'm gonna say it again. Fuck Father Gabriel. Yes. Man Father Gabriel is the Theon Greyjoy of The Walking Dead. <laughs> He's not even that cool. <laughs> Theon Greyjoy is not cool. Theon Greyjoy is a bitch. Yeah, yeah, Theon Greyjoy, yeah, he is a bitch, but even then, he's still cooler than Father Gabriel. Uh, and that's, just my, that's just my opinion, because Father Gabriel is a bitch-ass motherfucker. Like, dude, you still try to save freaking homedo who used to run Hilltop? Because I mean, let's just be straight, Maggie got Hilltop now. Oh, yeah, she's pretty much the leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a part, um, to, leading up to that, um, there was a part where... Um, it was. It was all. The whole episode was the just first. A build con- up. Yeah, the first confrontation of the war yeah. between uh, the saviors and and Rick's crew. You might as well call him that. I was trying to give him a much cooler name. Yeah, I was say like one. the Union or something. The Union. <laughs> when I think of the Union, I think of that. Uh, that that short old stable. Yeah, with uh, what was Man, that? it was mankind. mankind, Big Show, Test, and Ken Shamrock. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, like. Uh, uh, Rick's grimy crew and the Saviors, uh, they all met head head to head um, at at the Saviors compound. But no, go ahead. Go ahead. But but this is but this is where like the episode kind of fell apart for me. And 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 even up to that, I was I was kind of bored throughout. The Rick right, he had Negan and like uh, Trevor Phillips, uh, aka Stephen Stephen Ogg, you know, it's Trevor uh, Phillips. Yeah, and like, then he had a, a bitch ass Gregory out there too. And bitch ass Eugene. Uh I fucking hate Eugene too. Yeah, fuck him. Eugene they Glenn would still be here. Mm-hmm. Glenn and Abraham would still be here if it wasn't for um my comments are super delayed on Facebook Live. Yeah, Facebook Live is just acting up today. Yeah. So that's why I'm that's why I'm like constantly like refreshing the screen just so I can read your comments. So oh, yeah. I definitely apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um if it wasn't for Eugene. None of this would happen. That's true. None of this. Mm-hmm. Cause he fucking lies saying that, oh, there's a cure in DC. So everybody done siphoned all that gas and all that energy, mm-hmm. all risking their lives, 
for nothing. Yeah. For a big ass lie, and then everybody gets freaking killed. Yup. Yeah, they wouldn't even. They would not have ended up in Alexandria if it wasn't for Eugene. They could have took over freaking. What was the place with the cannibals? When the can with the cannibals? Oh, Terminus. Terminus. They could have took over Terminus and chilled. Yeah, it would have been good. Yup, it would have. And then Eugene with his mullet, mullet headed that mullet head motherfucker, man. Shit. Right. Oh, I'm there was there was one thing that I told you before the before we um aired. Yeah. That um, Negan said this is I asked. I this is I kind of forgot why Negan was so popular mm-hmm. until he just said this. Yeah. When um when Rick in the when Rick and Negan was having their little kind of a face when they were having their face off. Yeah. And he was saying like, "Hey, I'm not gonna risk my crew just to play my dick is bigger than yours," which mine's is. Mm-hmm. I'm like I just forgot. I'm like, yo, Negan just has. A way with words yeah he he really does and that is it's hilarious to me yeah i mean like he has that really smart alecky like vibe to him and i'm like mm-hmm. that's why he's popular yeah he is um that's like i saw a comic book man like his first appearance the the comic with his first appearance is worth like 300 bucks really wow yeah, yeah like walking dead for well, walking dead number one is worth like a th- over a thousand now Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, back in two thousand. No, the first appearance of Michonne was like no. I think Michonne too. Michonne's first appearance was worth mm. three hundred. Oh, you get both of theirs. You gonna add those to your collection, Carl? <laughs> I would listen if I if I was able to get in if I had the money. Mm. Yeah, why not? Eh, I mean, you can always get the compendiums, and it's right there. Yeah, but the companions ain't really worth it. They did sell like some really big, like special companions for like almost a thousand. <sighs> Man, it must be hardcovers, like autographed or something. Something, something like that. And they had like the fanciest of packaging. Oh, uh, okay. Look at you smiling. Steel books. <laughs> well, they weren't steel books, but like I don't no, know, maybe because they found like they weren't steel books, but they were like special packaging and stuff. That I got was you. Pretty dope. Hmm. But yeah, like. But yeah, that confrontation between Negan and Rick at the at the compound. The I, thought was okay. compound. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Like the way the plan, the way the plan that they had, mm-hmm. you know, setting up all the bombs to draw the work to draw the walkers. Yeah. To you know, to Negan's camp compound, yeah. and like, and you know, they shot up all the windows and stuff. Negan gets shot. Yeah, but here's the thing, like. Like the buildup, I thought it was okay, but I, I thought it was really cool at the same time, like how they effectively took out all the lookouts yeah. leading up to the compound. It was carefully executed. But here's where the here's where it falls apart for me. Like Rick Grimes, he had Negan in range. He could have shot his ass up. He could have turned him into a pile of Swiss cheese. And he he has the, he has the no. aim of a stormtrooper, missing missing all his shots. No, there was there was a shot where he he was this close. He was gonna get him. Mm-hmm. He was going to get him, but who stopped him? Father Gabriel. Exactly. Like, he grazed him, and Negan was actually cowering behind cover. Like he was ready. He was. He had him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm in a way, I'm glad they didn't do it, mm-hmm. because he, ne- Negan's an asshole. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, he's he's a top, he's a top villain in the story. In, yeah. the, in the story, he's a, a top villain. I'm not saying he's the top villain, because mm-hmm. I, I still got a soft spot for the governor. Oh, yeah, Governor is the best villain. Man, maybe because I know more about him due to his backstory. We never really got a, a Negan backstory in the in the show. Yeah, like all I can tell you is like he named Lucille out of it back 
after his uh, late wife. Mm-hmm. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, um, I, I'll say with with Negan, I, I thought it was I thought it was kind of I got a chuckle out of Rick, you know, taking his time to take snap a Polaroid of Negan cowering like a bitch behind. That cover. was cool. That was yeah. cool. That was petty. It was petty. That was, that was petty. Because mm-hmm. I would do some shit like that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but but here but here's where my problem is. It's like you could tell in in this episode that that they're gonna try to drag this what could have been solved in one episode. They're gonna try drag that moment in throughout the entire se- se- season. Yeah, no, that, and, it's definitely gonna happen because like because remember Negan is Negan is an impactful character. Because of his, because of the way he went, he came in. Mm-hmm. You know, he murdered. He brutally murdered a beloved character. He did. Like I said, like I like people have not grieved for a character mm-hmm. since Opie and Sons of Anarchy. I still gotta watch that show. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Like like I said, he was so like he's made that impact mm-hmm. and um Robert Kirkman said like if you have an impactful character yeah. you're going to give him a death to remember of course so of course like you know giving him a cheap shot mm-hmm. during a war like it just cheapens him out yeah you got like Negan has to go out in style he, he he's a popular character he's a po- he has to go out in style just like Herschel was a popular character mm-hmm. and he went out in style Herschel. And Herschel, Maggie's father. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, by the governor. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like a complete decapitation. Oh yeah, that's right. It was like a 90%. So he had he was like hanging on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and Robert Kirk and like I said, Robert Kirkman said that on the talking dead. Like, listen, why are these why are these um I don't even well, yeah, why are these important characters getting bruised death if they're an important character if they're an impactful character you gotta give them a death to remember True. the same thing that happened in Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. No, in Sons of Anarchy everybody died in the most brutal way possible oh everybody Every, not everybody mm-hmm. but like a lot of the impactful characters okay that's how that's how they died okay awful awful ways nobody got sick mm. nobody had cancer right it was just they went. They went out with a bang. I can see that. So that's how they got. That's how they're gonna end Negan. Yeah. Negan has to go out with a bang because he is a, because he's an impactful character. Right. And 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 I and I do. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, because of his popularity and how he is. Exactly. Um, but at the same time, Negan is Negan is a thoroughly uninteresting villain, in my opinion, because like. I'm sorry, but Negan sucks as, a, as in terms of like the storytelling. Like Negan is one of the biggest problems of the storytelling of the show because it's the same problem I had with uh, Piscatella from Orange is a, New, is a New Black. You had a character who's completely com- a, a complete asshole, dickhead, bitch face from 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 Jump, right? And then in the last moment, in the last possible, in the last episode of his appearance. Piscatella gets a gets a flashback where you you learn his backstory, but by then it's too late. That backstory is supposed to give him some humanity. It's too late. It's like I don't care at that point because he he, he was such a dickhead, so evil that yeah. that by the time th- his flashback rolled around, it's like I don't care yeah. at that point. Yeah, we want you dead. Yeah, yeah, we want you dead. Like, yeah. and I feel the same. And I I can I can understand those sentiments that you just said that you just said with um Negan because like mm-hmm. at this point like we. We love to hate him, 
we want to see him dead. Like, but it's like, I still feel like I would like to see it. I mm. wish, but I wish they would have done it sooner. Yeah. Especially in the many filler episodes that they had. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I think like how season seven went should have went. Like they, okay. Need, okay, the season premiere, mm-hmm. leave it the way it is. Yeah. That was probably like the last perfect Walking Dead episode that we've got. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. If not perfect, close to perfect. Mm-hmm. And a couple of episodes in during the filler, mm-hmm. we could have got a nice Negan backstory episode. Yeah. Which which would have give viewers a chance to like know him, give him something. So give him more, you know, we can actually love to hate him instead of like like to hate him. Yeah. But even in certain things that he, you know, he did do, like being an asshole and actually spare Carl's life, even though he could have killed him, mm-hmm. and be a dickhead and actually feed his son, holding his daughter and everything. Like yeah. that would go that would drive any father insane. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody if somebody that you hate is sitting there just holding your daughter mm-hmm. and just like you know, I'm like he's done his asshole things. Yeah. So that he, you know, we do hate him, but I think they should have had a backstory which would have like it would have gave Negan's much more value. Yeah, some some more dimension to him because like as he is now, he's like he's like a completely two-dimensional villain. And it's like it's like when from the first episode that we saw him in, like it's like we instantly know what he's about. And there's nothing new about him. It's like he's completely predictable. He'll swagger in. He'll say some smart, some smart ass shit. He'll violently you kill somebody. You cannot, trust me, you can't. You can't tell me you hate the shit that he says. Oh, I do. You I hate it. I do. I, I like because like because like, it's like it's especially like the last his last line in the episode. Oh my god. That was that was a dumb that was the dumbest line of dialogue. I, thought, I had a good laugh. That because of it, just because of the way he delivered it. To, n- not even it's like I, I hope you like, got your shit and pants on. And then not to mention, I hate Father Gabriel. Oh, I do too. So I'm like, oh yeah, he's gonna get it, and I want him to get it in the worst way. Yeah, I mean that was a. You're about to shit your pants. That was a stupid line of dialogue. I got, I got a good chuckle out of that. I, as soon as I, I just face palmed, I took my glasses off and I was like, no, "Oh my god, this is this this is what the writer, this is the best the writers could come up with." I hope you got your shit and pants on because you were about to shit, shit your, your pants. pants. Fuck you, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh my god. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll say this: like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he's a he's a terrific actor. Yeah. And I, what I what I meant to say was fuck you, Negan, because the character sucks. I give Jeffrey D. Morgan props for, you know, putting his ankles in the performance, putting his ankles in the character, you know, but but no matter what, it's like Negan is still two-dimensional. He's entirely predictable as a villain, extremely unlikable. Well, at this point, The Walking Dead is predictable. Exactly. And you know what? And and, and here's the thing. Negan is Negan is a, a big problem with the series in the sense that he's a he's a clear sign that the series has gone on for way too long on yeah. TV. Yeah. And it's and eight seasons Eight seasons in this this show should have ended two seasons ago. I would say that it, yeah, with less filler, we could have still had Negan. Yeah, like in season six. Yeah, absolutely for sure. And then like season seven could be like the finale, the series finale of everything. Yeah. But with Robert Kirkman talking about oh we have plans for like a season ten and then a season eleven, like dude, come on. Sad part. What's crazy is I'm still gonna watch it because at this point it's like I gotta like I have to see it through. 
hey, you know what? I salute you on that one because I gotta say, like, yeah, yeah. one thing I would say, one thing I loved about Sons of Anarchy, he was like, yo, season seven is gonna be the end. Mm. I was highly upset because I did get into the series late. Yeah, and I was highly upset. I'm like, damn, I'm like, yo, this show is so good, and they're gonna end it. But um, Kurt Sutter said, Kurt Sutter says he's like, listen, uh, if we're on top right now, yeah, we're gonna end on top. That's a, that's a good that's a good way to go. Like we have we have to end on top. Like oh, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to have our series finale with some old guy going yeah. Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> Sam Crow, like just that one guy, just one guy there. Like mm-hmm. no, he, and it went out with a bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I, I love beginning, middles, and mm-hmm. ends. You know, and and also too, um, thinking thinking back to another moment in the episode, there was a weird moment when Carl was like scavenging, and then he ran into that one dude. Yeah, the homeless dude. The only thing I can say about that is that there's actually because let's just face it, yeah, Carl's gonna grow up to be a complete fucked up individual. Oh yeah, kind of is like, already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it that, that scene showed just a little bit of humanity that he actually has. Yeah, because remember, seasons ago, Carl was a savage. Oh yeah, like, that kid just showed up, and then Hirsch was like, "Don't kill him." Boom, I'm like, <laughs> fucking right, Carl. Yeah, Coral. Coral. Oh, God, this show ruined my fucking <laughs> Coral, stay back. He's like, don't. yeah, Herschel was telling him not to shoot him, and he just shot him. Mm-hmm. Like, he was trigger happy and all that. Like, But it yeah. show, it, this show, like, some type of humanity where he left, like, some canned goods, and mm-hmm. he said sorry to, yeah. to apologize. And watch, that guy's going to come back, and he's going he's gonna to help him in a way. We're like, oh, shit. He, I, I, that's what I predict. He's gonna like have some type of weird impact, and because mm-hmm. at this point we're gonna we're gonna forget about him. Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't even have a name. He's mm-hmm. gonna be like Morgan mm-hmm. from season one. Oh yeah. And then when season, excuse me, I want to say like season four. Yeah, four or five. When yeah. Rick, when Rick, Carl, and Michonne. Yeah. Where they went back into town and then they found Morgan, even though he was in his deranged state. Yeah. Writing clear everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That was a really good episode too. It was. So yeah. and it's like it's gonna it's gonna be it's just gonna be just like that. Mm. Where he's like, Hey, I remember I'm like, yo, I remember this guy. This was his own dude for that. Carl Sagan. And then he's gonna like save Carl somehow. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, Thank you. Maybe. I, mean- I can see that happening. Yeah, that 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 is plausible. That could happen, or like perhaps perhaps he'll come back, but then he'll somehow like screw things up royally for Carl and his family. It could. Yeah, like it could happen. Like like maybe maybe he's not a savior per se, but maybe he'll align himself with the saviors somehow. Uh, which will drag out the whole Negan thing, which is like, uh, just ended already because I had enough of the character. This should be the final season. It really should. The war should be the final season. Mm, I agree. It it really should, like, because like I can't see this be dragged on for like two more seasons, man. Because like, and then not to mention they wanted to they wanted to cross they wanted to cross oh cross promote um oh fear the Walking Dead yeah yeah um 
I, 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 I've never watched Fear of the Walking Dead. Like, yeah, I either. couldn't even, like, stay up for, like, watching it. And I was watching it midday. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, what does that tell you? Um, right, but Fear of the Walking Dead it has its audience. It does, you know. Um, I, I, mean, I won't be grudging for that, for people who, don't ha- who, who can't get enough of this series. Um, Deadheads. That's what the... Deadheads? Yeah, that's what that that's what Walking Dead fans are called. Oh. Is, you know how like is, every fan base has a name? Like yeah. Star, Star Trek fans are Trekkies. Um Beyonce is the the beehive. Yeah. Um Star Wars fans don't have a name. No, we don't. Um I'm I'm questioning your I mean <laughs> I mean I mean, yeah, I, like like I, I I've mentioned the, my Star Wars fandom before, how it's you know kind of muted, but apart from the main movies, uh, but uh, what, what was I gonna say? Um, with uh with the Walking Dead, I mean, for me, I'm tempted to say that this is gonna be the last time I review a Walking Dead episode on this podcast, because I'm sure, I'm sure it would. I'll I mean I'll give my two cents on like the main like the. Those four, those four focal points. Yeah. Unless something really good happens during the filler episodes. Yeah. Like I'll I'll tune in here and there just to catch up. Um, but as of now, speaking only for myself, uh, I think for me, this is where I get off the Walking Dead train. I think this it's, it's pulled into the station. I'm getting off the, on the platform and I'm not turning back because I think. I think I see the writing on the wall. I think The Walking Dead is not going to end as awesome as people, as fans hope it would. It will. I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, I'm just at this point. Like I said earlier, I'm in. I've been invested for the past eight years. Mm-hmm. So pretty, I just. I pretty much gotta see. I gotta see it through. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I feel you on that. I mean, if you you'll stay the course. I mean, if you can stay the course through Iron Fist, you can stay through <laughs> stay through any show. So. My hats off to you, my friend. I'll leave. I'll leave it to you. I'll chime in here and there, but uh, I'm a I'm gonna get off the Walking Dead train from now on. Um, I'll leave for for the rest of you fans. You guys can have it, and uh, whatever your thoughts are of the Walking Dead season eight fin- uh, premiere, as well as the uh, subsequent episodes, let us know. Let us know what your thoughts are at Codex Prime Podcast at gmail dot com. All right. Yes. Um. And right now, your Carl is refreshing the chat um, again. Again, apparently, you know, I'm blaming I'm blaming Facebook for this one. Yeah, I've never had this problem before. Yeah, apparently, um, uh, for the for those who are uh, listening later on, um, if you're listening to this uh, uh episode later on, um, comment because the comments are super delayed, probably because of the recent yeah the recent update that they did. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Yeah, apparently, like, Facebook updated their Facebook Live interface, so that's why we weren't able to get on until, like, an hour in, hour late from our start time. And I think that's been setting up delays in the comment section. So, yeah, we apologize. So, hopefully, next week, everything will be sorted out. It's not our fault. No, it's yeah. not. So, right now, we're going to get into our question of the week. All right. So, last week's question of the week is, who is the most famous person you have ever met? I've... Went through a pretty a brief list of everybody I went through. Yeah. Um, Victor mentioned a couple. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Edward James Olmos, Jake the Snake, and from, Ricky Steamboat from Stand and Deliver. Yeah, Stand and Deliver. And he was in Ar- and he was in Narcos. Yep. And uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Right. You good? You never started Narcos, huh? 
No, I haven't. That's one of my shows on my queue. Please do. I will. Please do. All right. So Nick Quattrini says, because of Rhode Island Comic Con, which will be in attendance, yep. um, I've met a, I met a lot and also couldn't afford to travel to a con, but I say Stan Lee and Adam West are at the top of the list. I really want to meet Haley Atwell and Jamie Alexander, currently loving Peggy Carter and Blindspot. Mm-hmm. Kyle Chapman says, Rev Run. Mm. On our Instagram... We have okay. Official unic wait, no, that was a bot. Uh Gary from Holographic says Stan Lee. Nice. Jim Savard had the best, the absolute best answer. I mean, I laughed hysterically when he um left this one. All right, what's this? What's his answer? Carl Bird. I <laughs> <laughs> kid you not. Really? Wow, I'm pretty sure you met some little. Um, some more so I faces. know for a fact he did. He did meet Stan Lee <laughs> last year's Comic Con. He met some other people, but nice. he wanted to be funny, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Afton says Anthony Bourdain. Okay. At Escape the hype says Shaq, mm-hmm. and uh, Fukk Love says Michelle Obama. Ah, nice First Lady Michelle Obama. Nice. Yeah. So this week's question of the week, with Halloween approaching us this um, next Tuesday, yep. um, who is your dream cosplay? Who is, a, who is a character that you have always wanted to cosplay, whether you're a cosplayer or not? Oh, man. Um, I've always wanted to cosplay Shinsuke Nakamura. You can pull it off. I could, actually. Because he's he's an awesome wrestler, one of the best in the world. Correct. Um, who else? Cosplay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to think about some other ones, but Shinsuke is at the top of my list. How about you? There's only one for me. Who's that? Spawn. Oh, man. If you can pull that off, man. Yo. That, that, would, that would be like a, a, a monumental undertaking just to put together the costume and the cape. Yeah. Yeah. The cape alone. Yeah, the cape alone. Well, I don't know how I would make like the cape flap around because Spawn's yeah. cape is tech is actually alive. Yeah, like it's his own being. So. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So yeah. Any any more? Any others? Uh, I would like to do the Falcon too. Oh, Sam Wilson. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, man. Uh. I was I was gonna say this, but it's it's been cosplayed to death. But um, one one that I've always wanted to do before was Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight. Oh, that one, yeah, that was cosplayed. To death. Yeah, it's still, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, speak, speaking of, here's another like here's a quick uh, unofficial question of the week with mm-hmm. with a Comic Con coming up. Um, what's what's gonna what's gonna be the most overplayed cosplay that you're gonna see at the con- convention this year? Yeah, this Wonder year. Wonder Woman. Yep. Pretty much, Wonder Woman is number one, top top of the list. Last last year it was Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Um, Possibly year and year before that was Deadpool. Yeah, even last year too. In fact, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of some other overplayed cosplayer, potential overplayed cosplayers. Maybe Spider Man. For Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man is so general. Yeah, it's pretty generic. Like you can go to Party City and get you a Spider Man costume, and you'll just be good. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, I have another cosplay idea. It's 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 so simple that I could pull it off. Anybody could really Logan 
from Logan. If you go on my Facebook, I have to show you. Our friend Brad, he actually like he he was Logan to one of my costume parties. Oh, nice. <laughs> I got to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll show you the picture when we're done. All right. So uh, so yeah, oh, you were going to say? No. Nah, so yeah. The, the questions of the week will be up on our feed probably within like a day or so. Within a day or so. Yep. Yes, indeed. And uh, you can you can uh, find us on all the social medias. Uh, via You can find all of our episodes on Facebook Live as well as SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and YouTube. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. And our big announcement. Yes. Tell them, Carl. Talk all to right. them. So... As you all know, episode 100 is upon us. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, you know, throughout my travels, I use I meet a lot of people who um actually would like to be on the podcast. Right. Now you have your chance. Uh-huh. Episode 100 is actually going to be is going to be recorded and filmed live at Rock Coco's Collectibles on December 2nd. Yes. And it's an open, so you can come by. You can come by to Rock Cougars, and it's an open discussion. Just come in, sit down, and just chat along with us. It's mm-hmm. gonna be an amazing show. There's gonna be like not a show. It's like gonna be an amazing event. Yep. There's still more, still more details to come, mm-hmm. but that's your chance. That is our. That's our big announcement. Yep. That's right. So it's gonna be a special, special start time and day. It's gonna be Saturday. December 2nd. Uh, start time is still determined. Yep. Yep. Still to be determined, but you will have more details in the next few weeks. So yeah, man, episode 100, man, we're coming up. We're coming up in a, in a month, but just a little over a month, man. So yeah, we'll, 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 we'll drop more ideas as we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So be on the lookout for that. So clear your calendars for Saturday, December, December 2nd, 2017. Yes. Rock Cocos. Yes. Can't wait. Oh, yes. Can't wait. So yeah, that's about it. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for sticking with us and for you know dealing with the technical difficulties of Facebook. Um, tune in next week where we're gonna have our next episode, episode ninety six on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully we be having our special guest come in soon. Um, keep a lookout on our social medias, and you'll find out who it is. Yep, and yes, I will be wearing my costume for next Tuesday. I'll be too. I'll, me too. Oh, yes. Because it's Halloween, you know? We have to. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.